It's the 11th day of the 11th month, marking the time 104 years ago when Armistice ended the First World War. Today, we mark it as Veterans Day, and local government is closed. This is the first edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement after a brief break to get ready for all that is yet to come. Today, though, is a good day to look back and all of those who have done so much to get us to this point. On today's program, a roundup of election results from the area, Albemarle County recognizes Veterans Day, and Charlottesville City Council gets a report from Interim City Manager Rogers and discusses recent violence downtown and possible solutions. In today's first subscriber-supported shout-out, the Charlottesville Jazz Society wants you to know about an upcoming series of free concerts by Professor Bill Cole and the Untempered Ensemble. The Untempered Ensemble are artists in residence at the University of Virginia Department of Art and will give three free concerts the week of November 15th. That's next week. The group includes members of indigenous American, Asian American, and African American descents. The musicians play a wide variety of wind, string, and percussion instruments from six different continents, offering audiences the opportunity to form a world view of sound. The shows are listed in the newsletter, and you can find more information about Professor Bill Cole and the Untempered Ensemble at arts.virginia.edu. The results are now more or less in for election 22 in Virginia, but let's go through some of the details. Republican Bob Good defeated Democrat Josh Throneberg to win a second term representing Virginia's 5th Congressional District. With 354 precincts of 378 reporting, Good had 57.86% of the vote and carried 21 of the 24 localities in the 5th District. Thronberg only won in Albemarle County, Charlottesville, and Danville. Nearly 87% of voters in Charlottesville cast a ballot for Thronberg, compared with 66.1% in Albemarle and 53.2% in Danville. Just under a dozen Albemarle residents voted in the 7th district due to the small sliver. 14 people voted for Republican Yesley Vega, and 7 people voted for Democrat Abigail Spanberger. Overall, Spanberger was re-elected to a third term with around 52% of the vote. The only other election on the ballot in both Albemarle and Fluvanna was for Scottsville Town Council. Two candidates were on the ballot, and several people made a write-in bid. Final votes won't be counted until Monday, but incumbents Meredith Hines, Dan Gritsko, and Bill Heisen were all re-elected. Turning to Greene County, Vega won the county with 60.8% of the vote in the 7th District. Kimberly Bridden-Tate won an uncontested race to be Commissioner of Revenue. Rebecca Roach won an uncontested race to be on the school board, representing the Stannardsville District. Michael A. Payne won an uncontested race to be Mayor of Stannardsville. Three people were on the ballot for four seats on the Stannardsville Town Council, and all three made it, as did a write-in. There was a contested school board race in Louisa County, where Lloyd Runnett defeated David Harold Rogers in the Mineral District with 67.8% of the vote. R. Garland Knuckles remains the mayor of the town of Louisa in an uncontested race. 
In the town of Mineral, Ed Jarvis leads Pamela Harlow with 98 votes to 70 votes, with some more votes waiting to be counted. For information on town council races in Louisa County, visit the Virginia Department of Elections webpage. Today is Veterans Day, and nine days ago, the Albemarle Board of Supervisors passed a resolution honoring the occasion. Donna Price, chair of the Board of Supervisors, read from a proclamation. Whereas the United States of America, founded on the principles of liberty and justice for all, has called on her men and women in uniform to protect our national security. And whereas the preservation of our national interests, our rights, and our freedom has been ensured by the service of these individuals, and whereas on Veterans Day we remember and pay tribute to the millions of patriots whose courage and sacrifice have secured our freedom and value, our values both at home and abroad, and whereas over 100 veterans continue to serve their country in public service in the schools and government as teachers and other professionals providing services to the students and citizens of Albemarle County, and whereas these veterans employed by Albemarle County public schools and local government deserve recognition for their continued service, now, therefore, be it resolved that the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors hereby recognize all veterans and the men and women that are currently serving in our armed forces around the world, and be it further resolved that the Albemarle County Board of Supervisors hereby appreciates and honors the continued contributions and sacrifices of the armed forces veterans employed by local government and public schools. Price herself is a retired U.S. Navy captain in the Judge Advocate General Corps. Albemarle Police Lieutenant Elizabeth Gomez accepted the proclamation. She enlisted in the Army National Guard in September of 1991 and served as a combat medic and ambulance driver and became a police officer in Albemarle in 2000. We do what we do now based on our choices earlier on in life and to serve and protect our communities. While local and state government may be closed today, information about resources is available on the internet. A good place to start is the Virginia Department of Veteran Services and the Central Region. You are listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second subscriber-supported shout-out, UVA Lifetime Learning Office of Engagement has an event this Saturday morning for readers following climate action and resilience planning. At the UVA School of Architecture, faculty, staff, and students are leading innovative research on climate-resilient buildings, landscapes, and communities, from the coastal landscapes of Virginia's eastern shore and the Chesapeake Bay region to community development in the Arctic, from renewable biomaterials for building construction to new planning methods for restorative urbanism. Join the Dean, Malo Andre Hudson, this Saturday morning at 10 a.m. for an opportunity to learn more about this exciting work the diverse methods of community-centered design research it employs, and the actionable ways it addresses the future health of our built environment. This takes place at Alumni Hall as part of the More Than the Score program, or watch online. You can register on Eventbrite. There's a link in the newsletter. The Charlottesville City Council had a full meeting on Monday, and one I'm able to finally get to after taking a couple of days off from deadline. 
We start the coverage with a consent agenda, which included an extension of the contract for the Robert Bob Group for the services of interim city manager Michael C. Rogers. According to a staff report, that will give enough time for a new police chief to be hired, as well as for council to adopt a strategic plan. There's also the matter of the budget. No one spoke during the opportunity to comment about the contract extension, and it will now go through the end of 2023. Next, there was a review of the written city manager report, followed by comments about recent shootings in the area. Let's go through the report first. Rogers said a new executive director for the Police Civilian Oversight Board will be hired as soon as possible. The board's operating procedures will be reviewed by council at their meeting on December 5th. New procurement rules adopted by council in October will make it possible to use private dollars to help pay for energy savings projects in large capital projects. New employee Ben Chambers is now the transportation planner for the Department of Neighborhood Development Services. The position is intended to help address a backlog of stalled projects. Council was briefed on a reboot for transportation planning this past May. More people are seeking out the services of the Office of Human Rights with 2022 volumes higher than all of 2021 so far. In a future installment of the program, we'll hear more about a proposal to hire two more staff members for the office. And the average review time for a building permit is now down to below 40 days, according to a chart provided in the report. That's because the city sought help from the University of Virginia with the backlog and hired two people to serve as both a new building code official and a support services manager. The new goal is to bring reviews down to 14 days, which the report states will take hiring more personnel. City manager... Interim City Manager Rogers addressed the recent shootings on the downtown mall. A week or so ago, there was a, um, a violent incident on, on the mall at one of our uh, establishments that resulted in the death of someone and uh, two bystanders being uh, uh, hit by uh, stray bullets. Rogers convened a meeting with friends of downtown Seaville to discuss the incident and steps to improve security. Uh, when there is violence in the community in a concentrated period, naturally people are going to be upset and people are going to fear uh, being in the location where those things are occurring. By and large, when you consider the statistics in our community, it's still safe. Interim Police Chief Latroy Durrett offered some statistics about responses to calls for services related to gunfire. There were 185 such calls in 2017 and 181 calls in 2018. Um, a, a slight decrease in 2019 with 172. In 2020, we started to see an increase of 298 and a greater increase in 2021 with 320. As of October 23rd, there have been 211 calls for service for shots fired. Durrett said shots fired incidents are not common on the mall, and he showed maps showing where they are focused. For this year, that's the 10th and Page neighborhood, as well as the Orangedale Prospect area, according to one of the images. Durrett said he has increased patrols on the downtown mall. 
City Councilor Brian Pinkston said he was more concerned about reducing gun use in the parts of the city where it is concentrated. You know, whenever I, whenever I talk to, to folks, people remind me that this is complicated. It's complicated the, the causes and how we try to affect change is complicated too because there's unintended consequences. Vice Mayor Juan Diego Wade was at that Friends of the Downtown Seaville event, which was attended by a wide variety of stakeholders. People came together from all sides of the community to talk about a very serious issue, and I think we had some really good discussion. Some of those discussions included um, de-escalation, you know, and, and, and I think it's some understanding when the police arrive at these scenes, a lot is going on. They want to kind of preserve the scenes, and, and so part of it is that, you know, we talked about some de-escalation. Rogers said the city has been speaking with law enforcement at the University of Virginia about sharing information and resources. We'll be following up on that, and I think that there's uh, uh, an opportunity for the city, the county, and the university uh, uh, law enforcement to join forces and uh, uh, approach this as as, as a truly regional issue. During matters from the public, several people addressed the issue, including Emily Morrison of The Front Porch, a music training entity with space on 3rd Street Southeast. My staff would would benefit from de-escalation trainings in the event of a conflict near our building so that we can know what to do in in the event of an emergency. More from this city council meeting in future installments of the program. And that's it for this installment of the program. We begin the end with a humbling confession. I got the beginning of the November 8th newsletter wrong by writing without actively engaging my brain. Election day is the first Tuesday of the month, unless it's the first day of the year or something like that. I'm not gonna correct this error, but will lead people to this blurb instead. These blurbs come at the end of a lot of writing, usually, but is it possible I made this error just to bring new readers to this point? Possibly. The point of this section is to thank subscribers and point out that Charlottesville Community Engagement is a service of Town Crier Productions, a company formed to help me write as much as possible. Sometimes that does mean taking a quick break to refuel, which I did Wednesday and Thursday. If you want to know when the next edition might come out, do consider joining the chat function in Substack. This is still a work in progress, but I am exploring non-Twitter alternatives. I seem to have stopped writing the script at this point, and so I'm just going to riff. Maybe I will raff. Maybe I will be rife with nothing to say. However, I can say that I am now using a separate computer thing to make the narrations happen. This allows the sounds to be a little bit different than they were before. I am not sure why I am telling you any of this except for this is what happens when I don't write out the script. I tend to just do things and I don't know what I'm going to do except for just end this by saying thank you for listening and we'll be back with another installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement in the near future. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. I'm losing it.